I'm Emily. I'm Catherine, Emily's mom. And this is Macabre Minds. Um, welcome back. This is part two of the Texas Killing Fields. Emily. Yeah. What'd you say? I'm glad to be back. And I love seeing you via Zoom. (laughs) So the listeners know Emily's in Florida. I'm in Illinois. We're mother-daughter. I'm just filling in for her BFF, Casey. Yeah. Casey is um, just doing life with her two babies. Well, one toddler, one baby. And uh, working. She's a nurse. And Mm -hmm. I love to see Emily via Zoom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, So, yeah. Yeah. Um. I'm glad I'm in Florida at the moment because it is freezing for you guys. It's beyond cold. It's 2024 in case anyone listens to this like some other time. And it's January 16th. And mm-hmm. we've had, I think, three or four days of extreme cold. Like even church was canceled. Um, things like that. And anyway, and our Part of our driveway is totally blocked. So our caregiver that came to um, care for mom, your grandma, uh, she came so that I can do this with you and some other stuff. Anyway, uh, she can't park (laughs) in the driveway. Oh my gosh. It's not bad. It's bad. Yeah, it's bad. (laughs) Anyway. Sorry. Lots of snow. Yeah. All right. So. In 1997, so going forward a little bit. The um, year Patrick it, was born. No, that was the year I was born. <gasps> oh, right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> the middle child always, oh, sorry. Just skipped over. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, you were born in 97. My birth was Patrick's celebration, too, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We all celebrate. Hey. Okay. My bad. Sorry. Um, my <laughs> birth year. <laughs> um, in Friendswood, Texas, Bob Smither called 911 saying that his daughter went on a run and was gone longer than expected. Mm. She was 12 years old and she was a ballerina. So she liked to go running to stay in shape for her dancing. Well, and she had said she was not going to run longer than 30 minutes. So when that time passed and then it went longer and longer, they got very worried and she could not be found. And then 17 days later after she went missing, uh, they found her body, oh. unfortunately. Yeah. 17 days later? That's a lot later. Yeah. Like what a long time. Long? Was she not in the area where she normally runs? Yeah, she was not found in the neighborhood. She was found, um, I'm not sure how far, but oh, she was yeah. obviously moved. I forgot that this is in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, what were we talking about a few days ago? Okay, but it's still Texas. It's Texas, yeah. Yeah, but not where she normally jogs, and that's why it took about 17 days to find her. Correct, okay. yes. And by the time of her death in 1997, there were 
35 unsolved murders of girls and women in a three county area. So that's one is too many. 35 mm -hmm. is 35. like a natural disaster number, you know, yeah. like here when a tsunami comes or something. 35 is... and they and no leads. Mm -mm. Nothing. Yeah. Oh my gosh, they must have been going crazy in the law enforcement. For sure. And citizens were like terrified. Yeah. I just and that's spanning from what we know of as possibly the first in Yeah. 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 Yeah.
I don't know. I, I just, there's no way I would, I would rather be out on the street with my child than live with someone who is violating my children in any way. Yeah. It's just, yeah. One of the most awful things a person can do, honestly. Yeah. And excuse me, the man who, or any man who exposes himself, like I've been exposed to by some nut job when I was really young. And Uh it's what, what are they thinking? Not that we can ever get into the minds completely, but. Right. It's disgusting. (laughs) Like, what's the person going to do? Ooh. (laughs) I know. No, it's just, like, in their mind, it's, like, it's got to be some sort of, like, weird satisfaction. Like, even knowing that the person they're exposing themselves to, like, isn't probably going to like it. It's probably exciting to them, which is just. Exactly. They get off on the reaction. Yeah. People are messed up in Mm -hmm. all sorts of ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. One time, Clyde had come home bloody with a knife and had told Marla's mother, "I did it again." So he's yeah. even, you know, not really hiding it to her. Yeah, she doesn't really say anything for a while, and then finally, they decided to take her and her daughter Marla decided to take photos, and they went to the police, and the police collected their statement. But didn't go any further mm. with it. Um, and then in July of that year, 1997, is when Kellyanne Cox disappeared in Denton, Texas. Is that far from the area that we're talking about? Not very far. All of this is like only a few counties away from each other. But along the same highway or something, is that yes. right? Yes. Yeah, the like I-45. It Okay. Um, Kelly was on a tour of a jail with her criminal justice class, and when she was leaving, she couldn't get her car open, so mm-hmm. she called her boyfriend on a payphone to bring an extra set of keys, and that payphone was the last spot she was seen, like mm-hmm. a couple of the other girls. No. So he's using the payphone spots as like oh, a way right. to pick people up. Yeah. Which is odd. And and the police haven't like put out, I don't know, some kind of alert to say, hey, don't be using the payphones along this way. We see a pattern here. Yeah, no, nothing like that. No. Goodness. Which would have been smart, but no. Mm-hmm. One month later, Jessica Kane disappears in Tiki Island on August 17th. She was with her theater group and vanished on her way home. Oh. And Tim Miller, who I will remind you, is the father of the victim, Laura Miller, who also has the investigation company. He helped investigate for Jessica to find her. And he brought his horses to um, search that wide open plain terrain because the horses Mm -hmm. could navigate that pretty well without cars like driving through it to mess it up and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, in May, a woman was at a convenience store and a man was watching her and she got back in her van, but her car started to slow down and she knew something was wrong. 
So she pulls over and the man who was watching her at the store pulls over and is like, hey, let me help you with your flat tire. So yeah. obviously he had tampered with her car and like yeah. knew that was going to happen. Followed her. And he put a knife to her throat and forced her into his truck and drove away. And she actually managed to jump out of the car while it was driving on this interstate. And she ran to a nearby Waffle House. Um, Her name was Sandra. And she actually managed to get a description on him. About 40 years old, she said, with a receding hairline big bags under his eyes and he wore this cowboy hat and so they brought some men in for a lineup and sandra called out one of the men his name was bill william reese so the police had a search warrant and they found that cowboy hat that sandra had described in his car he was a construction worker in the area where some of the girls disappeared like a migrant construction worker or a permanent resident Texan? He had, he had moved there, so he was living there now. Yeah. And um, he was actually working on the construction in Laura Smithers' neighborhood on the day that she disappeared, the 12-year-old girl. Um, and actually, he was released from the construction site at 10 a.m. that morning, and he was there on that street leaving work at the same time that she was out running. Mm. So um, at, he was obviously connected to those two cases pretty strongly. And But at the time of Laura Miller's, Jane Doe's, and Heidi Fye's murders, he was in prison in Oklahoma. So he could not have been responsible for those. Oh. Which means... As highly unlikely as it is that two serial killers are working the same highway, that was not the case. Oh. Two different serial killers in the same area. Well, when what is the yeah. unlucky chances of that for those right. residents? Right. Yeah. Just wild. Well, I'm I'm thinking the second criminal probably caught on faster than the cops did the authorities did in terms of a pattern and thought hey i'll jump on this sick train yeah copycat killers yeah exactly Mm -hmm. so bill reese is arrested for abduction of sandra the girl who escaped but is now being investigated for laura smithers and jessica kane's murders he denies everything what'd you say Sorry to interrupt, but I can't help but think. So the one that escaped, she ran to the Waffle House, right? Yes. So <laughs> my thought is, eh, that can be pretty shady too. <laughs> like you know, I, I mean, you're, yeah. it's a gamble. But my thought is, yeah, it could be <laughs> nearest thing. You're desperate. Yeah. 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 Anyway. You okay? Yeah, just had to cough. Okay. Um, so he denies everything, and Jessica Kane was actually never found. <gasps> oh. Yeah. William Reese is not charged with Laura's murder because they couldn't really find anything. No hard to, evidence. Yeah, to directly connect him. And he gets a sentence of 60 years for mm. the abduction. 
And so years go by. Um, Robert Abel, who was the NASA scientist who everyone thought possibly did it because it was on his land. Um, yeah. He gets apologies and, you know, they're like, oh, it wasn't you. I'm sorry. We targeted you and everything. But he was never really able to shake. Like once you're a suspected murderer, like that wow. sticks. Yeah. Um. So unfortunately, he he's had to live with that for the rest of his life. Um, and the main suspect goes back to Clyde Hedrick for the other murders. Mm -hmm. Um, Clyde had earned a big record of enticing a child, criminal trespass, DUIs, assault, terroristic threats, um, possession of drugs, domestic violence, arson, like, et cetera, like so much. And I can't, like, after how many arrests do you just, like, like, with all those charges, he still manages to, like, get out of prison? It's just wild to me. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. So all these years go by without being able to pin anything. And in 2012, Richard Renison from the FBI and the current DA decide to reopen Ellen Beeson's case. And Ellen, to refresh your memory, is the girl who drowned with Clyde and he, Mm -hmm. like, dumped her body. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. And so in March of 2012, (laughs) they decided to exhume Ellen's body because they have more technology now. Mm -hmm. Which exhumation is always a really hard choice for the families, but I think they would be desperate for answers so yeah it's like which of the two difficult things is more difficult like right um so Clyde is brought in for more questioning because they discover that Ellen had a massive skull fracture that was her cause of death Mm -hmm. and I know you don't have technology quite like you do in the 2010s even so, wouldn't you be able to see a huge skull fracture in the 80s? Like, I don't understand how that was, like, well, overlooked. Definitely they could. Absolutely. So yeah, I'm not sure if it was overlooked or if they just, like, they saw it and didn't. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. <laughs> Weird. Mm. And Clyde is like, there's no way she could have skull fractures. And they're telling him, like, we have eyes look at these pictures we can see it and he was like there's just no way she just drowned like he's denying that she even had the skull fracture and they're like are you stupid (laughs) and the fracture was so powerful that medical examiners could tell it could not have happened by accident like if you had slipped and fell and got a skull fracture that's it was way different from what this was it was like excessive force so he is finally, like decades later, charged for Ellen Beeson's murder. Yeah. And in prison, he had made confessions to other inmates to Laura Miller's murder and her rape before she died, unfortunately. Yeah. And Tim Miller, her father, finds this out by reading a police report about it. And... 
that's upsetting. But also, he thinks this could break the case, and he gets pretty happy that even though this man is in prison, he wants charges for his daughter. But Texas law cannot convict a person based on what jailhouse informants say. So he really yeah like it's just a set rule i understand some judges um rule in favor or not in favor of a shady witness Mm -hmm. but the fact that it's a whole state law just seems so unfair because so everybody's capable of telling the truth and lying everybody um good and innocent people as well as uh, criminals criminals can be truthful and they can lie because we're all natural born sinners that's why but Mm -hmm. gosh that just seems so odd to have a blanket law like that i know and what's the point of having jailhouse informants if you can't use it Uh, i don't know yeah um I guess they, I okay, well, I take that back a little bit. I guess they can use what the informants have to reinvestigate and build off of, but they can't just take that word for a conviction. So, yeah. I guess. Something like that, maybe. Yeah, okay. I can sort of understand that. Like, he would have to confess to the police to press it, get any charges on him. Yeah, they'd have to have stacked up stuff. Yeah. Um, so even though they could not get an official criminal conviction, Tim filed a wrongful death suit against Clyde for his daughter's justice. Mm-hmm. Um, and in March 2014, Clyde's trial for Ellen's murder starts. Tim Miller goes, Heidi Fye's family goes, both families are convinced that he killed their daughters too. Mm -hmm. Um, So they want in on it. And the jury found him guilty for manslaughter. And which is not what the families wanted at all. Right. Because can you explain like what, why is manslaughter not good enough? So manslaughter is a lesser charge than like first or second degree murder. So you do, you cannot get a like life sentence or death penalty with manslaughter. Why did you know that? Yeah. Wow. Um let me actually let me Google what the like official difference is real real quick. Cause I actually I'm not I I can't ever remember. <laughs> let me see. So and it's so crazy because the word manslaughter oh, okay so horrible i know doesn't sound good no so manslaughter is the crime of killing a person without um forethought so basically first or second degree murder is you planned it yeah it's manslaughter is like a spontaneous thing which i i know there are different levels like that but you still murdered a person exactly uh like Punishment is worse for someone who like premeditated. Yeah, the and then there's involuntary manslaughter when you like accidentally. Oops. 
I involuntary took my knife and slashed you. Well, I think that's more like when I think of involuntary manslaughter, I think of like a car accident. Well, that's not fair because that's an accident. Well, you still kill if you still kill somebody, that's no. involuntary manslaughter. Yes, it is. No, yeah, but you can't go to prison for that. It's an accident unless you were drunk. Yes, you can. No. People do. Yes. No. Like if I'm driving down the road and I slipped on ice and or not the car that I'm driving slipped on ice head on to another car and it's a total accident. I'm not going to be charged with involuntary manslaughter. That was an accident. Mm. Now I'll have to I live with that. Yeah, I guess. I guess, yeah, if it was like a DUI or something, then. If it's a DUI, then yes. Okay. I That makes, I guess that makes sense, yeah. <laughs> this is why I'm not in criminal justice. <laughs> yeah, but you did. <laughs> anywho. Yeah, yeah, anyhow. Sorry. So when it came to his sentencing, his stepdaughter Marla was called in for her testimony and she said that life with him was terrible. Like the things he did at home to her, to her mother, that he had drugged and raped her while unconscious, like as a teenager. And so, and she was happy that finally somebody was like listening to her. And she thought this testimony would help get him a stronger sentence, which mm-hmm. is why she did it. But the maximum he could get with that sentencing was 20 years, which is what he got. Mm-hmm. Um. In 2017, forensic genealogy finally helped identify the Jane and Janet Does of this case, and their names were Donna Prudholm. She was 34 at the time of her death, and Audrey Lee Cook, who was 30 at the time of her death. And they were identified in 2019, and they were murdered in the 80s. Oh my gosh! So much time. Wow. Yeah. Um. Um, in 2021, Clyde was released from prison under mandatory supervision after serving only eight years. Why? And some technicality in Texas law allowed him to be let out. Mm-hmm. Um, which it happened with a lot of criminals. Like some law changed in Texas. I'm not entirely sure that got a lot of people out of prison mm. released. Like some kind of pardon, maybe? Just wild. Yeah, something something like that where I I couldn't tell you exactly what it was. Um, so people are furious, mm-hmm. and Tim Miller calls a press conference with family members of his victims mm-hmm. um in front of his new residence. So they gathered out there and they call out that like we know you did it. And they're protesting that he's back out on the streets and that him under supervision is, like, not enough. Uh, In 2016, William Reese, who was the other serial killer, um, he finally led the police to the remains of Jessica Kane and Kellyanne Cox to avoid the death penalty. So all all this time later, they're finally found. And honestly, I just, like, don't expect 
killers to like care that much. So sometimes it surprises me that they remember where these girls are, you know, after that time. Yeah. But maybe I, it's not care. No, it's definitely not care, but it's like definitely not care. Trophy kind of situation that makes but them remember. Exactly. You are exactly right. It's like yeah. a like a trophy situation in their heads anyway. And yeah. Yeah. Uh so Tim Miller and his company Equisearch assisted in the excavation of these girls um bodies so he helped find them as well mm-hmm. and on june 29th of 2022 william reese pleaded guilty to the murders of laura smither jessica kane and kellyanne cox mm-hmm. and he was sentenced to three life sentences in prison so he's never getting out yeah good thankfully someone does um richard renison still at the FBI, is still trying to work on the Calder case, Calder Road cases, um, to try and get convictions for those girls. Everyone knows Clyde did it, but he he's still, to this day, sitting pretty in his home. Um, but on July 11th of 2022, Tim Miller was awarded more than $24 million for his wrongful death suit against Clyde. So... Well- he got that at the very least. Yeah. Can't bring back anybody, but no. Yeah. Um, and Tim's company has worked on more than 2000 cases. He found he, his company helped find over 300 bodies and <laughs> safely returned 400 living, missing people to their families. How many? 400. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, that's purposeful. Yeah. I mean, to say the least. I feel and that's his whole life now, like finding to that. purpose and helping other families not go through what he went through. So, yeah. That is the Texas Killing Fields. Wow. Um, Clyde Hedrick is still alive today. He's very, he's old and decrepit, but he's still alive. Mm. And, well, certainly not justice for the people that have, you know, the family members being victimized by him. Yeah. But ultimately, um, I believe, you know, God will have justice in the end. So, yeah. Um, well, well, thank you for listening. <laughs> yeah. And thank you for doing all the research and work on it yeah and we're um, just in time we've got three minutes left i know look at that yeah, <laughs> yeah zoom is in case anyone doesn't know times you for 40 minutes it's crazy yeah i never knew that before. and um, i'm not paying for it to do the unlimited time so. oh that's right that's the difference i'll see yeah Mm. all right well hopefully i can get another case together soon for another episode yeah and from now on i'm gonna do it like this i'm just gonna hold the microphone yeah (laughs) yeah that's what i do as well i see that i don't know how you type and do that but i'm not i'm not typing well sometimes i see you on the keyboard here and there i'm scrolling my notes so i I just need the one hand to scroll but yeah Anyway, I'm Emily. I'm Catherine. And this has been Macabre Minds.
Thank you for listening. Bye.